Hey, what is going on, everyone? This is another episode of the Doable Discipleship Podcast. We are so excited to be back with you. This is a Saddleback Church podcast designed to deepen your faith in God. Today, I am joined by... Oh, it's Jason Whelan. Jason, that hey, was guys. your cue. Come on. Usually, <laughs> Jason is the introductions. This time, I'm I doing the I was just getting the listen. Jason I was kicking back and enjoying. Caught him napping. <laughs> yes, listen, I'm Jason. listeners deserve more. That's Brandon. <laughs> We're back. It's Tuesday. We are back. We're back. Um, before we dig in a little bit, um, I, I did want to share quickly. Um, for all I know, this may be like my last one with you guys for a little bit. Uh, so my wife and I are on baby watch right now. So baby could be coming anytime. By the time this episode is out, baby's most likely already here. Um, so if that's the case... You may not hear me for the next few episodes. So I just wanted to let you know uh, that, that we are expecting baby number two um, any day now. So um, I am excited to be back with you whenever that does happen. When you um, get back, we'll be waiting for you. Don't worry. We'll be waiting. Um, we will be waiting. Yeah. So we um, last week, we began our new season on time the season that we've been talking about for so long and excited to get to. So, um, yeah, we talked about, um, how there are two different types of time that you can read about in the Bible. There is Kairos time, which we talked about last week, which is just kind of a general sense. It's, it's, um, it's a feeling of marking things by seasons almost. And Mm -hmm. it's this idea of, of, Anticipation of a, a change, a new season to start. Um, um, but today, what we're going to be talking about um, is Chronos time, which is pretty much how we generally think of time. Anyway, it's it's time as as a measurement. It's linear uh, progression of time. It's it, it, it's counting hours. Um, it, it's marking time on a clock or a stopwatch. Um, that's how it's our approach to chronos time. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting because we can mark it. We can track it. It's objective. And I just, it's, so it's markedly different than how we think of Kairos time. And really, I think the biggest difference when we're talking about the two, and this is kind of the theme for this episode, and it's something that we've talked about in, in previous episodes um, before, but it's important as we are talking about time as a season right now, or in, in terms of a season of doable episodes, it's important to hit this, that Kronos time is really thinking of time as a finite resource. Yeah. You can ask yourself this idea of how do you spend your time spending it makes it makes it marked as a resource and then also this this idea of how do you not let this idea of time worry you or stress you out and thinking oh i only have so little time left um that's what we want to avoid is you know we want to get to the understanding that our time is limited and and it's a resource but we don't want that to be a cause of stress. Does that sound right? <laughs> Sounds right. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> I think too, it's important to note that different cultures approach 
and kind of mark time a little differently, right? You have like the ancient Mayans had a calendar that is different than um, the uh, calendar that is generally used in Western culture now. Um, even like the Jewish calendar is is marks a year a little differently. Or you have like uh, the Chinese New Year calendar. It's it, it's it's you know that's not uh, on January first is not Chinese New Year. So you have different cultures that approach a year's worth of time or marking time a little bit differently. But generally, the idea of sunrise and sunset as day markers or as time markers, that's pretty ubiquitous. That's pretty common uh, amongst everybody. Now, I, I have no doubt that there are certain groups of people out there that even mark days a little differently. But generally, um, it's, it's, it's common for humans to mark a day from, you know, Sunrise and, and sunset are kind of day markers. Um, that reminds me of the classic song from Fiddler on the Roof. Sunrise, sunset. This is back to back, back. This is back to back episodes with a musical interlude. It is. Uh, <laughs> taking you back to your theater days? It's taking me back. Um, that's, no, because that would be Kairos time. As if I'm that's a Kairos back, moment, I was going to say. That's a Kairos yeah. <laughs> moment. Uh, <laughs> But we're in Kronos now. So, Brandon, uh, let's talk about some places that Kronos time is really talked about uh, in the Bible. This goes back all the way to the beginning. Sun rising, sun setting. Um, this goes back to Genesis 1-5 in our creation account. Uh, God saying, you know, there's an evening passed and morning came marking the first day. So, from a early, early on from creation, this is a part of... God's idea of how the world would work, um, that the sun would rise, the sun would fall, and that would be a day. And there's also, um, you know, Proverbs 27.1. It says, don't, don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what, what the day will bring, um, which is just good, practical, everyday, 10 out of 10, good wisdom there. Um, well, we yeah, don't know it, what tomorrow will bring. When the sun comes up, it's a exactly. new day. Exactly right. So even even you know in, in back in back here we are starting with this idea of thinking about time linearly. It's it, it's thinking that time progresses, that time moves forward. That is an that is the idea of Chronos time. That time is going. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. Um, you know, Proverbs and Psalms, which is considered, you know, lit wisdom literature yeah. in the Bible, wisdom genre. Which, what's interesting about it is both of them um, advise us to be thinking about Kronos time. You know, like the verse we just read, don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. That's good wisdom. You know, the Psalms teach us, it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. So there is wisdom in thinking about, uh, our days, our weeks, our months, our years, um, all with the, with the overview that time is precious and there's a responsibility on our end to use it wisely. Uh, God has given us markers for the day. 
Evening passed, morning came, sun comes up, sun goes down, and uh, we would do well and we would be wise to to use that time for our benefit, to use that time for productivity, for to grow closer to God, and reminding ourselves that God's in control of time. You know, we are bound by time. We are bound by linear moments in our life. We have one year, two years, three years, four years, um, and on and on and on and on it goes. Uh, but God is in control of time and he doesn't experience time the same way that we do. When there's a really interesting story in Joshua 10, uh, where Joshua prays that the sun would stand still and the sun stands still, um, which is just a crazy supernatural, supernatural phenomenon, um, for the sun to stand still. But the, what's important about that is a reminder that God is in control of time and nature. Um, and God's in control of the sun, which has great control over us. God's in control over that, which I think uh, brings a bit of comfort when we think about time and how we relate to it and this Kronos time as yeah, well. I, yeah. It's, I mean, I think, I think that idea of God being in control, like I, I think it's something that we like, like, oh yeah, like, sure, you know, God is is God. He is sovereign and, and that makes sense. But when we truly think about it, I think it's probably a bit mind-blowing. Like, yes. I think that, you know, God exists outside, you know, I, I feel like we generally think about like the machinations of the universe just do their thing, you know? Physics happens. Astrophysics just happens and it just is the way it is. And right. yes, God set all of that into motion, but he also holds it in motion. That's it's good. because of God that those things continue to happen. And so if yeah. God wants to make a change or wants to stop the sun or basically put a hold on time progressing, <laughs> he can. <laughs> like, <laughs> and um, and it, it only, only he can do that. And so I think... It's a bit of a tangent, but I just think it's so it's so fascinating, and it's so important for us to keep in mind that God is bigger than time, and um, even though even though the clock keeps going, uh, God is bigger. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. We'll talk God, about it more it, in no, our. It, in our episode on God and time. It um, is. It, it really is crazy. And I want to say something and I'm asking for a no judgment zone. Okay. I'm asking for a no judgment zone here, but it just made well, me think of this well, when you're saying see. that. I will reserve <laughs> the right to, to hold you. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the song, but I know Justin Timberlake was the artist. And I remember mm. hearing this song when I was a little bit younger. And he says, he, he had this line where he said, just as sure as the sun will rise every morning, every time, Something like I'll be I'll be there for you, and it's making me think of like when we the sun sun rising our our days sun falling our days we we take it as like you said it's just clockwork it just works it's gonna rise it's gonna fall it will happen and we don't give much thought to it it's one of those things that's that's is concrete set in stone um, this cannot be changed and then to think well no it can. And even something like that, to us, that is that monumental, that big, something that concrete, like time, time still answers to God, 
which yeah. is really mind blowing when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so true. Um, so that was just kind of a, a couple examples of how we see uh, time and this idea of time management played out in the Bible. Now, time management is, is a major theme in, in the Bible. This, I, it comes up over and over and over again, this idea of using your time wisely, of being mindful of your time on earth. Um, and, and for, and for us, it's, it's, it, it can be, it can be hard and easy to think about because we are told to think of an eternal perspective because we we are made to live forever. We are made to last forever. Um, and so in one way, time is irrelevant in that sense, in that, it's, in that we are made to last forever. But our time on earth is limited. And so we are called to think about time as a resource. And I would argue that time is perhaps the most precious resource that there is because you can't gain or subtract it. It just is, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it just is. It keeps you, going. We, exactly. We each have 168 hours in a week. So that's it. You can't gain hours unless you continuously fly backward, you know, like fly east to west <laughs> and a super fast plane in theory. <laughs> you right. can't, yeah, it's, it's 168 hours in a week. That is a resource that is determined purely by allocation. It's just based on how you use it. You cannot think about how do I get more of it or how do I get rid of it. It's literally just how you allocate your time. Um, and so for us, especially as Christians, in keeping an internal perspective over a limited time on earth, what we need to be asking ourselves is what matters most? What matters most. Now, there are lots of people who hear the idea that we are only here for a limited stretch of time. And so they want to, quote unquote, make the best of it. And what they mean by that is what gives me the most pleasure. And it's usually a temporary sort of pleasure. So, you know, it's, it's a going hard, a living your life to the fullest, quote unquote, but it's usually a sense of just what makes me happy in the here and now, because we're all going to die soon, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, but- it's interesting. It's like, it's almost like a different way of, I think instinctually, we all want to capitalize on time. We all want to use it uh, to our best ability, but we disagree on what what the best is. So you have, you know, one crowd that is, you know, like you said, going hard, living life to the fullest because they're thinking, well, this is the best way that I can use my time. At least I can get some um, quote unquote pleasure from it. Or you have another crowd that's thinking, no, like get more degrees, stack them on top of each other, go back to school, keep learning, keep learning. Um, That's the best way to maximize your time. Or some it's like, Hey, I'm just spending my time, 
all with my family and um i'm watching the last dance right now about michael jordan and yes. the amount of time that guy spent training to be the greatest basketball player arguably ever yeah is insane like they were going through his schedule and i'm like what when did he have time to just be <laughs> a person yeah the guy was like constantly in the gym constantly working out then it's games and then it's the postseason and all these different things um but i think for him that would be he would say well that was the best way that i could use my time um and it's i think it's just an instinctual drive in us um and it's why we get upset with people or family members or those close to us when we're thinking through and we get that frustration of like, why aren't you doing more? You could be capitalizing on this opportunity or you should be using your time like this. You could set yourself up for this. Um, it's because we have this drive to use time to the best of our abilities. Yeah, I think, and it, it, just, it poses the question of what do you feel is most meaningful? So, so say that you want to be the greatest athlete or greatest in your sport, you know, to use your, the example that you were just talking about, Michael Jordan, um, you know, he assessed, I want to be the greatest basketball player. Um, and so I am going to allocate my time all towards becoming the greatest basketball player and doing what I think will do that. And it's, it's, it's interesting because I think there's a couple ways to think about that right there's this idea that that sort of fame or that sort of recognition is temporary because event you know it 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 fades away and yeah you know you're only the greatest basketball player for while you are playing basketball and then you're no longer technically the greatest basketball player because you're not playing now you could go down in legacy and have a legacy that remains even after you die that you were the greatest basketball player. But ultimately, that's still just temporary because it's an earthly way of thinking. It's just thinking about, about your legacy in terms of what you leave behind here on earth, which ultimately will fade away because all things on earth fade away. But what the Bible talks about and what Jesus talked about is this idea of thinking in terms of an eternal perspective in that your legacy and the greatest use of your time is what will last eternally, that will not fade away with the earth. So awards, records, recognition here on earth, while it's nice while you're here and it could be nice to think about like oh after after i die people will still be thinking about me that's that's it feels like a comforting thing to think about that i won't be forgotten but that's keeping in mind an earthly mindset it's keeping in mind a temporary yeah. mindset but with god we keep an eternal mindset and so what does that look like what does an eternal mindset look like what lasts forever what are we called to use our time to do while we're here well we can see this in the great commandment in the great commission you know so the great commandment to love the lord your god with all of your heart soul mind and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself that is something that jesus tells us to do that is the great commandment for a reason because it is hey christians do this (laughs) 
<laughs> he, he is telling you that this is, this is how you should use your time. And then there's the great commission, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them to do all that I have commanded you. Um, that's the great commission. That's another, Hey, go do this. Use your time to do this. And it is out of these two passages, the great commandment and great commission that we get the five purposes of the church that pastor Rick talked about in the purpose driven life and purpose driven church. And in these five purposes, which you've heard us talk about before, if you haven't, um, uh, just a, a, a quick refresher, the five purposes are fellowship, discipleship, ministry, worship, and evangelism. And um, those five purposes are found in the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And it's these things that, that we are told to spend our time on earth doing. So I wanted to look quickly at just each of these and talk about what does it look like to spend our time, our 168 hours a week, to spend our time in each of these purposes and what does an eternal perspective in each of these purposes look like? So I wanted to start with fellowship, which is really talking about relationships. It's really talking about our time being spent, being a part of the family of God, being in relationship with each other. We've talked about this quite a lot. We talked about it a few times in our spiritual antidotes series, the idea of community. And we've talked about it a bunch before, but obviously it's so important because it's one of the purposes. It's, it's, you know, it's spending our time, allocating some of our time to be with other people, to be with our brothers and sisters in Christ for many reasons, right? To encourage one another, to pray for one another, to serve one another, to grow with one another, to, um, Brandon, another good word for relationships. Yeah, I mean, I was going through these one Bro. another's and I completely lost it. Serve lost one another, bear one another's burdens. Bear one another's burdens. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so it's it's important to be growing in this, and a big reason why it's important to have an eternal perspective in this is that when you're spending time in fellowship with other believers, you're spending time, investing time in people that you are going to be with in heaven forever. Um, you are growing the body of Christ when you yeah. are spending time uh, with other believers. Um, and so that's, that's a great way to allocate your time. Now, it's not the only way. I think that's important for each of these. We should not spend 100% of our time in each of these, um, but we should be giving time to each of these. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I think thinking about relationships and how we allocate or how we use or spend our time, I, I love the going back to what matters most. What is yeah. the eternal perspective? What um what's not gonna fade away? I don't know Michael Jordan at all, but just to continue with what I've been thinking about of ultimately one day no one's gonna remember that Michael Jordan was arguably the best basketball player ever. We don't even know in the future if people are even going to be playing basketball. But what does matter is the time that we, I think, give to our families, our kids. These are things that have eternal significance. The time that we um, spend with our church family and encouraging people. Uh, I think of the way our, we are generous um, with our time, with our 
resources with other people. I, I really believe that when we give um, our time and give ourselves to others, it can change family legacies forever. It could change yeah. your family legacy forever. And, you know, unfortunately, because we are in a sense bound by time, we don't get to see, at least immediately on this side of eternity, we don't get to see the impact that these little seeds have. Um, but I fully believe, I'm convinced that they do have eternal significance. And I'm convinced that they do change legacies for entire families. I mean, I can yep. think of uh, a guy, we call him Uncle Dave. He's not my <laughs> blood uncle, but he mm-hmm. invested in my dad, poured into my dad, discipled um, my dad when my dad first became a Christian. And with that, I was able to grow up in a great home where I got to see a man of God. And if he doesn't invest, Uncle Dave, so to speak, if he doesn't invest that time, what happens to the legacy of our family? I don't know, but I can take lessons that I learned from my dad. I can pass that on to my children one day. Hopefully they pass it on to their children. Point being, the time that we spend with others and the quality of that time that we spend with others can change. Um, generations down the line. Yeah. I think you hit the key word um, that I think is, is the key word for all this, which is investing is you have to think of your time as, as an investment. Um, And so it's the, so in each of these, you're asking your question is what am I investing in? And so for the purpose of relationships and fellowship, that's your investing in people. You're investing in other people. And by proxy, then you're investing in yourself because when you're spending in time with other people, they are investing their time in you too. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, I, I think, I think, I think that's, I think that's awesome and important. Um, the second purpose is a discipleship. And these aren't in like a ranking order of how you should spend your time, by the way. Um, it's just a list. <laughs> um, the second purpose is a discipleship and we're talking about spiritual growth and we're told it's important to invest time in growing spiritually investing time in in growing to be more and more like christ and i think what's what's always hit me the hardest when talking about this is the idea that the only thing that you are going to take with you to heaven is your character mm-hmm. that's the only thing that you get to take with you when you die so you should spend your time, invest your time while you're on earth in, in your character, in, in growing to be like Christ, in, 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 in growing in Christ-like character. Um, spiritual growth is, obviously, it's, it's super important. It's why we have this podcast <laughs> right. um, to help people grow spiritually, but it takes investing time. You aren't just going to grow spiritually without thinking about it. Like it's, it's not just going to happen willy nilly. You have to be intentional about it. It takes time. It takes, it takes intentionality, spending time in God's word, spending time in prayer, spending time thinking about, about um, how you are living your life in spending time in confession in spiritual practices in all yeah. these different things that that all add to our growth 
and knowing that God will partner with you when you are intentional about it. God will partner with you in it. Um, spiritual growth is a work of the spirit in you. Um, and, but, it, but it requires us to make the choice to spend time in that. Yeah, it, it requires us to, to show up. Yeah. It's one of those things that we think about, you know, if you, if you show up, it's going to have amazing, uh, incredible benefits for you, but you still got to go. Yeah. You still got to turn up for it. Um, and God takes that and does what he does. And he has a way of multiplying things and we grow spiritually through those times. So you think about a quiet time, it doesn't have to be, you know, a three hour quiet time. It could be 15 minutes of, you know, reading God's word and praying, but if you think about that compounded over time, the more that we commit to habits like that, we, that compounds over time and over time and over time and over each other. Um, and that's how we grow. Yeah. Say you want to be a doctor. Like, say, you know, I, I really want to be a doctor. Well, if you don't take classes or go to medical school, then you're not, most likely, not going to be a doctor. Now, you may pick up some little ideas or thoughts or tips about health throughout your just daily life and living your life. And you may think, hey, I'm learning. I'm on my way to be a doctor. Like, I just learned it's important to wash my hands for 20 seconds. I'm, I'm on my way. Very good. You know, but it's not the same as intentionally spending time to learn how to be a doctor, like going to medical school and being in classes and learning how it is. And yes. it's kind of the same with being a disciple. As you can say, I want to be a disciple. But if you're not giving it the intentionality and in spending the time to learn and grow and spending time with Jesus, then you may pick up some little things here and there just in your daily life like, oh, like God was so cool in that. Like I could see, you know, like that's, yeah, and you'll grow a little bit, but it's different than saying I am a disciple because a disciple means being a follower of Christ. And in order to be a follower of Christ, you need to be following Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the second purpose. That's discipleship. But the third purpose is ministry. That is, is serving others. That's, that's, that's living a life uh, of ministry ministering to others. And so it's important to allocate some, our, some of our time serving others. And that's seen all throughout the Bible is this, this idea of being in yeah. service, being, being the hands and feet of Christ is a big part of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. It's living as Christ did. And Christ was constantly serving others, whether it was healing or whether it was doing other miracles or washing the disciples' feet or um, spending time teaching others. Uh, there's just so many examples of Jesus serving others. And it's, it's important for us to realize that that's an important use of our time as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think, yeah. If I could just make a make a point Please. on that, I, I think with with serving, um, it's try to not just limit it to um, whatever I can do at church. Yeah, that is serving, Agreed. but it's so much uh, more broad than that. I, I think we should be thinking about it as you know, what are what do I find myself doing? You know, what are, what what do I find that the work that God has given me to do? 
um, that looks like, you know, what's your, where do you go to work? What, what's your, what's your job? Um, all of these things are opportunities. I, I think of the verse it's in, uh, first Corinthians ten thirty one. It was like one of my first verses I, I memorized and it's, um, so whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I think a large part of doing it all for the glory of God, what that looks like is whatever we find ourselves doing, that is an opportunity to serve someone um, or somebody or something. So if you find yourself around your coworkers and maybe your friends, maybe you're not, maybe you know them, maybe you don't know them well, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And what that would look like is taking that time, using the time that you have with them to serve them well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just what ministry have I signed up for at church. It is that, and that is a beautiful way to spend your time. And I would encourage you if you are serving to keep serving, and if you haven't to look into serving opportunities at church, but it's also extends beyond the walls of our church as well. Yeah. Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, the fourth purpose is evangelism or mission. And, and this one I feel like is, is perhaps the most, I'm going to say this, I'm not literal in this, but it's the most real as we look at it when it comes to time in thinking about our finite time. And that is because, um, Jesus is coming back one day and there will be a time where there is no longer an opportunity for others to make a decision for Christ. And so there, so it's a, it's a real sense that there is that, that there is, it is our, our mission to share the good news, to tell others about Jesus because we want people to be in heaven for eternity. We, we want to, we want people to be saved. And so, so that it, it puts a real marker in thinking about how we use our time because this has huge eternal consequences because people are either going to be saved and live forever in heaven, or they will not be saved and they will live forever in hell. And we would prefer the former. Uh, (laughs) We want people to, every time. yeah, every time. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so there is, so a part of our, our mission is to go and tell the world about Jesus Christ, to make sure that not a person has not heard or, or has, and, and even people who have heard to have conversations with them, to love on them, to, you know, to sh- keep sharing that good news because it is good news. If it's, if it, if it's good news, then it deserves to be shared. It's the idea of like, if you knew the cure for cancer, would you just not do anything with it? Or would you go and tell the world about it? And this is infinitely better than that because it's eternity that we're talking about. It's, um, it's heaven. It's, 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 it's living forever with God and Jesus and, and just being, having eternal life. Yes. So 
it's, it's, it's pressing in the sense that we don't know when Jesus will return. We don't know when that will happen. It's a Kairos um, moment. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's a Kairos moment. But we have to live it chronologically, <laughs> chronosly. <laughs> we can take advantage chronologically of our time as that's we move good. towards mm. that moment. Yes, yes, that's good. Um, so a part of our 168 hours a week should be allocated to sharing that good news. Yeah. Um, anything that you would want to say on that? No, man, I, I like it, Jason. I think you hit it. Um, we did a great, um, episode a a while ago with, um, Skip Landfried, uh, who is the mission pastor, uh, for Saddleback Lake Forest. And I would, I would encourage you to check that one out. We'll make sure to link it in the show notes too. Um, and then the fifth purpose is worship in worship. It's, it's interesting because uh, it's one that's thought of in two different ways. Worship is a lifestyle. It's, how we, it's, it's, it's the way that we should live our lives. Our lives should be lived as an act of worship to God. But there's also ways that we can mark out times specifically for worship too. And that doesn't yeah. even have to be just singing songs, but there's other ways that we can worship God as well, which we've talked about before on the show. But um, so I, I think I think in this one it's it's almost thinking of worship in, in two different ways. It's it's having set times and saying like like I am going to church and going to a worship service. That is a time for worship. I am setting aside time every day uh, to worship and praise God and to live that out. Um, but it's also a general set of uh, of living your life as an act of worship, of, of thinking about the things that you do, of, of the words that you speak, of, of the way that you're thinking, and is that all um, being lived as an act of worship too? Yeah, our, think of it like our relationships, our growth that we just talked about, serving, evangelism, that all kind of comes, uh, culminates and comes to a head in worship. Um, yeah. Worship is all encompassing it encompasses all of what we just talked about yeah um yes definitely so so each of these five purposes is what we were told in the great commission and and the great commandment are how we should use our time how we should live our lives they are the things to do while we were here on earth so be thinking and then how do i allocate my time accordingly how do i use the time that I have, use this finite resource and start to think through what, how, like, how do I make the most of the time that I have? It's and like a time budget. The time, it's that, exactly. It's a time budget. I think that's right. Yeah. Otherwise known as a calendar <laughs> or a schedule. <laughs> um, so it, I, I think I think there's I think there is something to be said, especially if you are just starting to think through these different areas and just starting to think through time as a resource in which to allocate to these areas. There is something to be said for creating a, a time budget or a calendar and and kind of mark out how you are spending your time. Are you spending too much time on the things that don't matter? Now there are th- it's okay to spend time doing things. Well, you know, that 
and give you rest, like reading books or watching TV. Like that's okay. It's not saying never watch TV again. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But it's just being mindful that the time that you spend watching TV or resting in other ways is then not time that can be spent for in these, you know, to live out the purposes. So it's just being, it's being mindful of that and being intentional with how you are thinking about the time that you have. Yeah. I think a a good thing that we can do is just kind of think through, maybe take an audit of like your last day, or it doesn't have to be super detailed minute by minute, 10 minutes, but just kind of think back through your past few days, maybe past few weeks. And how have you spent your time? Um, sometimes I am shocked, uh, by on your iPhone when it gives you like your screen report, screen on time. How much, yeah, yeah, yeah. the screen time report. Sometimes I'm shocked of how much time I spent on my phone. It's kind of like when you're budgeting and you find out how much money you're actually spending out, uh, on spending on eating out. We all love to eat out, but oftentimes we're spending a lot more money eating out than we probably have budgeted for or thought we were. And I think we find the same thing with, uh, how we spend our time, you know, whether you're getting that screen report or whether you're just kind of going through and thinking, man, okay, I ran a little hot on Netflix. That was, you know, four or five hours just binging one show. It's not the worst thing in the world, but is that the best way to be using your time? Maybe you can cut it down to one show or if it's really good, maybe you watch two shows, you know, (laughs) Um, or two episodes. Just thinking through, taking a mental inventory audit of how am I actually using my time and just praying through that. God, what could I be doing differently? How should I be using this time as you're thinking through the five purposes uh, that we talked about in the great commandment and great commission? That's great. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, All right, friends. So these were our first two episodes as we talk about time in this theme of time that we are going through. So we talked about Kairos time and Kronos time to just start to wet your whistle, if you will, about um, how we think about time, how time plays out um, as we live our lives. Now, moving forward, we're going to be diving into some great interviews with some guests and talking about specific things as it comes to time. Um, so I encourage you to check the, those out, continue with us. We got a lot more great time content that yeah, we're excited, excited to share with you. Really excited. We got a, a really fun interview coming up next week. Um, thinking through time and leadership and how those two, uh, play together. So I'm really excited. Stay locked in with us. It's going to be good. Yes. Um, friends, we look forward to seeing you again soon. We love you. We're praying for you. And, uh, We'll see you next week. See you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. 
And you can go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week. Mm